Grab a Torch podcast, a rundown and chat about reality show Survivor. We have episode 7 to go over today, and for some reason, this episode felt like it lasted only 20 minutes. And on top of that, we have only 5 weeks left of season 42. As always, we'll begin with the aftermath of the vote where Lydia was sent home, just barely missing membership on the jury. Who wasn't happy about it besides Lydia and her fans? Chanel, for one. She was in disbelief when she asked Kai, how did Mike know and not me? Wow. Why would she think that somehow she would know something before? Anyway, her disbelief comes from the fact that she thought she was playing chess this whole time and everyone else was playing checkers. So being left out of that vote was a real wake-up call for her. Did her chess playing make her think she was somewhere other than on the very bottom with her original tribe? It seemed like the only one who talked with her even a little bit was Lydia, and Chanel was aware that Lydia wasn't being up front with her. And remember how Chanel continually walked up to large groups of people and they would all scatter within seconds? Anyway, High told her that it was Mike who changed the vote while they were down at the beach. Romeo and Drea got together, and Romeo said he voted the way Drea told him to vote. When Drea put it onto Mike, Romeo was not having it, and said that Drea was in his alliance, not Mike. Lindsay tried to smooth things over with Marianne, saying she still fully trusts Marianne, which is really funny, because it's Marianne who doesn't trust Lindsay, but anyway, is that gaslighting? Anyway... But it's obvious that Marianne's defeated, and she's just going along with whatever Lindsay is saying. Interview style, though, Marianne is hurt, and she's having flashbacks to being left out at school, which is really quite sad. Marianne is very clear on the fact that she is at the bottom. Man, oh man, I thought the Alliance of Eight was not going to keep it together, not even for one second, but what the hell do I know? They voted out one of their own right off the bat, but apparently no hard feelings, no reevaluating, no panic from any of them. So the next day, Omar is praying, and Mike does a great job asking about his religion and connecting, and Omar goes away thinking that Mike is someone he could align with long term. So on to the reward challenge. Players will leap from a tall platform maneuver a buoy through some obstacles, and once all five buoys are onto another platform, they will shoot them into a basket to win PB&J and potato chips. One person will pick a gray rock and not compete. So the players were randomly divided into two teams. Marianne picked the gray rock, but Drea said she doesn't like PB&J, so she switched with Marianne. It seemed like Drea knew what she was doing, whether she likes PB&J or not, 
because as soon as she got onto the platform, I feel like there was just something in her body language. So on Jeff's go, it was Lindsay versus Jonathan. They were neck and neck up the ladder with long, beautiful dives off the high platform and into the water. Jonathan slowly gained a lead on Lindsay, but never by very much at all. What a badass she is. Roxroy was the first player to start shooting the buoys into the basket with Jonathan out in the water retrieving, which was a smart strategy, I thought. Omar and the other team hit his first shot, and then he hit his second shot, and then Jonathan from the other team started swimming for the platform to switch out with Roxroy. Omar hit his third shot, and then he hit his fourth shot with only one more to go for the win. And then Jonathan grabbed for his first buoy, and he did not miss a shot as Omar began to miss. Man, just brutal. Brutal. Oh, yeah, I'm saying it too much, but it was so brutal. Anyway... Same old story. Jonathan came from behind for a win for his team. I felt so bad for Omar. He doesn't seem like the most athletic guy. And having had a moment where he was shining so brightly, so close to such a big win over Jonathan, of all people, was so heartbreaking. So anyway, the team swim back to shore, and Drea did so with a beware advantage tucked in her pants. The rich really do just get richer. Interview style, Omar says his game is completely about creating options, and he is not lying. He has an individual alliance with all of the folks on the bottom, as well as an alliance with the bigger group. Omar tells Jonathan, Hi, and Lindsay that Tori is an easy decoy. Hi agrees and says Chanel is the obvious one, and then he thinks Romeo is next. Meanwhile, Drea is out looking for her beware advantage that's hidden five paces from the water well, and she finds it inside a coconut that is full of red paint. Red-handed. I would have used a couple of sticks instead of my hand, but I guess speed was of the essence. So Drea tried to wash off, but not quite well enough. The advantage is the knowledge is power advantage which reads, you are allowed to ask one player either of the following two questions. Do you have an advantage or do you have an idol? The player cannot lie. If the answer is yes, they must give you the advantage or the idol and it becomes yours. Drea is aware that Mike and Marianne each have an idol. Tori notices the red on Drea's arm almost immediately and does not believe the lie that Drea comes up with at all. Drea knows that Tori is suspicious of her, and as far as Drea is concerned, Tori needs to go. Tori goes and shares with Marianne that Drea has the paint on her and is acting suspicious, yada yada. And then it's on to the immunity challenge. The challenge is to balance on a narrow perch while holding a buoy between two handles, but there is a twist. Jeff tells them if anyone is willing to sit out the challenge, if they feel safe enough, they will be given an individual portion of rice. Or, if enough players are willing to sit out, then the entire group will be given enough rice for four days, if not longer. So the negotiations begin, and in the end, Lindsay, Drea, 
Marianne and Omar sit out in exchange for the large bag of rice. The challenge begins and High falls off almost immediately. Next is Roxroy, then Mike, Romeo, Chanel, Jonathan. Leaving, Tori is the winner for the second time in a row. This also means that she's off the table as a decoy vote. Jeff tells everybody that there will now be 12 scrolls, two of them are safe, same odds, one in six for immunity by shot in the dark. Drea is so very not happy that Tori is safe. High interview style says now that Tori's safe, the options are Chanel, Romeo, and Marianne. Chanel's plan is to play it cool, don't scramble because that will make her a target. Tori tells Romeo that she's heard the vote is Chanel and Marianne, but she also says that she heard Romeo's name out there, that Roxroy said it was going around. Romeo then goes to Roxroy, then to Omar. Omar says he'll ask around and figure out who put Romeo's name out there. Meanwhile, interview style, Omar is not happy about Romeo's paranoia, and all the usual last-minute scrambling goes down. Mike, though, he isn't having it. He's going with the vote for Chanel, he tells Roxroy he's sticking to that vote, and basically Mike goes around changing the vote back to Chanel. And that takes us to Tribal Council. Jonathan is asked about the four who volunteered to sit out the challenge, earning rice for everyone, and he said that he told all four of them that he would not vote them out tonight because of it. Hi and Drea both do a good job painting the picture of a paranoid person could be the vote tonight, aka Romeo, but also making it so that Chanel, who played it calm, doesn't play her shot in the dark. So smart. A car analogy is brought up, and High finished it off by saying, when you're in the driver's position, you need to know when to let someone else drive, and if you don't know how to let someone else drive, you better be wearing a seatbelt. That seemed like he was letting Mike know that Mike is powerful, and whenever he wants to drive, High will be a passenger. Again, such smart playing. And then there was nothing left to do but vote. No idols, extra votes, or shots in the dark were played. And Chanel was blindsided. Eighth player voted off the island. Marianne was blindsided by the vote as well and left shaking her head. So let's run down the votes. The votes for Chanel came from Hi, Mike, Jonathan, Lindsay, Tori, Roxroy, Andrea. The votes for Romeo came from Marianne, Omar, and Chanel. The one vote for High came from Romeo, which for some reason makes me laugh. I don't get it, but my brain is tired. Chanel was shocked, to say the least. In her exit interview, she said she was playing too lax while the game was going at full speed, but she is glad to be on the jury. Once again, I think Omar is playing a bigger, broader game than High is playing. Omar's reaching out to all of the players on the fringe, and Omar, along with Marianne and Chanel, voted for Romeo. So now Omar can let Marianne know that and keep in tight with her. Omar is very aware of the advantages that Marianne has. Marianne has the goods, Omar has the brains. Yeah. Also, 
Tori voted with the majority this time, so that may have her feathers unruffled this time. And maybe by her a moment or two of calm, but she's so very smart, and I'm sure she knows she's still in trouble, and that she has to start making some moves. Romeo voting for High, I do not understand. Was he left out of the vote once again? Or was he instructed to do that? I don't know. Mike proved that he's not afraid to speak up and be assertive when it comes to the vote out. So now it's not just High and Omar. I do think Mike will return to working on relationships more than acting as a leader, but I don't think he is ever going to let himself be pushed around and turned into a small fish. Lindsay and Jonathan, we just don't see much negotiation from them. Same with Roxroy. No surprise there. With Lydia being voted out last week and Chanel this week, it does not escape me that both were former Vati, both losses for high, though Chanel really wasn't trustworthy for anyone. At the bottom we have Tori, Romeo, and Marianne, and I see Tori being the most aggressive out of those three. My guess is she really tries to start chaos next week, maybe with Drea, because Tori knows something's up there. If Tori can get the people who trust Drea questioning that trust, that could really shake things up in a big way. I think Omar, Jonathan, and Lindsay are still really tight, but I see Omar turning on them first, so when is the question? Omar now seems to have a really good bond with Mike. Mike and Drea seemed to connect quite well. Then Roxroy, I'm imagining, is tight with Drea still. Drea, Mike, Roxroy, as the older players, may have a natural bond there. And then with Omar thrown in, that could be an interesting secret coalition of four. It seems like we've dropped down from 18 players to 10 players very fast. And I'm sure the next five weeks are going to fly by. Oh, I can't wait to see next week's show. This week's vote out was a surprise to nobody but Marianne and maybe Romeo. So there's not really going to be much of a dust up over that. If Tori pulled Omar aside, and told him that she's sure that Drea is hiding something, I bet Omar would talk with High about that. And the two of them approaching Jonathan and Lindsay, they would have Romeo with them as well. And then getting Marianne in on a Drea vote, that would be a really big shake-up. Anyway, that does it for me. It's been a joy as always. Have a great week, and I will catch you all next time. Thank you.